Happy Mother's Day, everyone. It's good to worship together. I read a verse yesterday. I was just encouraged with thinking of there's God's rule during this time. It's good to worship him. It's right at the end of David's life as he's passing on the task to his son Solomon to build the temple. He's praising God for what he's done. He says, Yours, O Lord, Second or First Chronicles twenty nine eleven. He says, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Everything on heavens and in the earth is yours, O Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Riches and honor come from you alone, for you rule over everything. Power and might are in your hand, and in, it is at your discretion that people are made great and given strength. And I was worshiping God yesterday. Power and might are in God's hands today, right in the midst of COVID. We can worship him. We can call him great. Because he has the power, he's still on the throne. And I like that song. It is going to be worth it. It is going to be worth it to be in heaven, be in God's presence one day. I look forward to that day. It's going to be worth all that we've gone through in faith in this life to be with God. Amen. Well, we're going to talk a little about Mother's Day today. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks for joining us and and making it a part of your Mother's Day. Just to be with us, to be a part of the church and seeking God together. Got the clicker here. You know, it's funny. It It is the most interesting Mother's Day I've seen. It's an odd year. Um, and as a husband, it's, it's a little strange to plan for Mother's Day, to try to think about what we do. I remember as a kid, we used to go to a Mother's Day brunch, and those dreams are shattered, as you can't go to brunch right now unless you do a lot of cooking. I'm not a good enough cook to pull off Mother's Day brunch myself. I'll pull off Mother's Day barbecue, I think. But there's no massages or pedicures to be had, even if you wanted to get one. So we're a little, we have to be creative, don't we, husbands? On Mother's Day. I sense we have an odd summer coming up as well. I think things, we're, we've now moved to a little less restriction, but things look a little different for a while. With Memorial Day around the corner, normally this is what we're looking forward to. You want to wrap up school, you want to get done with things, and you want to go hit the pool and take your kids out, hit the slides, hit the pools. Um, I'd be looking forward to this exciting pool scene right now. I think instead, this is what we're looking forward to this summer, is mom blowing up a lot of inflatable pools in the backyard. Uh, It's a fabulous pool scene. Uh, Work out those lungs now. Practice blowing it up because this may be the only pools we get this summer. You know, right now, our kids would be living in a park like this, They love to go to the parks. They run by them. It's funny, in the summer, they don't need dinner until, like, the sun has gone away. It's dark outside. They'd stay out there and just keep playing. In the winter, they need dinner by, like, 1730. The sun hasn't even gone down. I think they need dinner because they're bored. But in the summer, they can play all night. But right now, things are a little different. I took the kids out on a bike ride last week, and we went to a park. And we played in the grass next to the park. And I was trying to explain to my two-year-old son, Clement, that the park's closed and he couldn't play there. 
But that sad face says it all. Older kids can understand, but it's real sad to have police tape around our parks this summer. So instead, we're going to have a lot more of this. Mom lugging around little slides like this to replicate the park in our backyard. And it's been a different year for mothering over the past month, two months now. It all blends together. And I recognize it's an intense season, isn't it? It's an intense season. If we look ahead, it's been an intense season. And I think about some of the things with it. It became a lot more full-time. Motherhood's always been full-time. And we have a mix of kids being at home and homeschooling or sending our kids to school. Some moms working outside the home, some in the home. But suddenly every mom in the church has their kids at home all the time. And whatever school is going on is coming from mom. And it's full time. And then there's the cooking. You're all used to cooking a lot. You all do a lot of that, have a lot of meals at home. But there's days we're just getting some takeout chicken or a hamburger and letting the kids loose on that play place behind the soundproof glass sounds pretty nice, doesn't it? And suddenly they won't let you inside. They won't let you in the play place. And the line for food looks a little more like this. I think that's actually the camp out for the year-long chicken, but it's just not the same going to the drive-thru. We tried to go get some drive-thru the other day, and I was in line, I think, 20 to 30 minutes somewhere. So we did it one more time because we had to be out at night, and I had to strategize about like ordering in the app and being ready ahead of time. And It's just not the same. So you drive by and think, Normally that would have been fun, but we'll just figure out a box of mac and cheese and go on with life. And then we're still asking mom to struggle through all the food we have there. On our own house, we have a number of freezers out there we're getting interesting with. So you may be looking in your freezer, looking at what's left, and getting creative with whatever's in there. In our household, it's like leftover chili from three years ago. Fire that up, thaw it out. Meat with the, with the label totally torn off, just wrapped in butcher paper, and you don't know what it is. It's just protein meat surprise. Let's do it. Um, and then there's the frequency of food. Somehow, just because you can't leave the house, there's a lot more going on. And I think this sums it up. It says, thank you for making 14 lockdown snacks each day. I am still hungry. I don't know if that's what your house is like, but... These kids, we just can't keep them full. They're hungry after the meal, before the meal. In all seriousness, though, there's a lot of jokes there, but mothering during COVID has been kind of intense. And like Jeremy alluded to, I think mothering is always kind of intense. It's just usually as dads, we're away at the office, we're out of the house for the week, and we don't see it. The difference is before COVID, we had to come home and ask if mom needed a glass of wine at night, and now we just know, based on the volume level outside the office, that they do. We're going to take some time and just look at the scripture and honor moms a little bit today, give a few encouragements. Why don't you pray with me? How we do thank you for today. God, we worship you. Uh, We're thankful that you are on the throne today. We're thankful that we have the hope of heaven. This world has gotten strange. There's a lot going on. We're thankful that you say you're building a house. 
You're building the new Jerusalem where you'll take all the saints to be together with you forever, worshiping and in your presence and celebrating. Lord, give us that hope today. As we look at moms, God, help us just understand your economy. God, help us understand what you value and help us replace what the world values with what's true and what will last and what will be in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Proverbs 31, I've been reading through some this week, and it's an elegant description of what a godly wife, mother, and a woman looks like. And I was meditating this week thinking, what would it look like for that Proverbs 31 woman to just jump out of when that was written and superimpose into 2020, this crazy COVID crisis? What, what correlation is there? What's the need of our households, our kids, our families today that that mother brings to the table? And so with that, I have a few encouragements we'll look through just related to Mother's Day and this crazy time. And the first one I was thinking about is Proverbs 31.25. It says, She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear for the future. And first, if you think about that clothed with strength and dignity, one, God just gives moms strength for the task. His grace. And like we talked about during this COVID season, possibly unlike any other time, at least on a global scale, we've all faced challenges in our family, but unlike any other time, there's a lot of strength required of you, Mom. We need to bring strength to your household, through your life, through your faith. Do you bring that strength to do what's right? And God's given you grace in it. You know, I think one of the things about this season is there's a lot less accountability. Fewer people or no people at all walk into our house and see what it looks like. There may be less accountability with school. There's a lot of time at home together. Mom, how are you setting the tone for your household of what that looks like? I don't know if you've ever been in a household or a workplace or a store where when the manager leave, everything changes because all the vision, all the accountability, all the rules just walked out the door because no one else brought that strength. I've seen workplaces or been a part of workplaces where when the manager left, all kinds of things happened from people would start stealing right from the shelves of the store. People would start playing cards and gambling. People would start playing video games, people would sit down and have a coffee, they'd just talk about the Broncos game, or they'd get up and leave because the manager was gone for the day, and they knew they didn't have any accountability left for what they did. I think we've had an opportunity last month, is our household going to be like normal because mom and dad are setting the tone of what family and household looks like? Or is it like substitute teacher mom has been there and substitute teacher dad has been there and it's a little crazier? And I think another aspect of this, and this applies to all of us, is are we working hard through this time? I notice it's easy to have a temptation of just aimlessness to creep in over time as this goes on. Some of the landmarks in our week are missing. We put off 
till tomorrow what we can do today. Some days we wake up and we're not even sure what day of the week it is. I certainly couldn't write a check from memory or sign my name and have a date and know what date of the month it is. The month is pretty good to keep track of. It turned into May. Friday is a little less climatic than it used to be. Of You're still in the same place. You still wake up the same. And we can reuse our work PJs for our church PJs now if we want to because we're on the same couch for all of those activities. But Proverbs 31 speaks of a very hard-working mom. And that's during this time, too. It speaks of her rising early, working with her hands to feed and clothe her family. She buys goods. She's capable. She's energetic. She brings strength and hope into her home. You gals are all very hardworking. Whether you're moms or not, there's a lot of hardworking gals. And God's standard for us each as a Christian, as a disciple, is that we're hardworking, we're active with our hands as Christians, as disciples. And I made jokes at the start about clearing out our freezers, but in reality there is a really higher demand on this time of being creative and working hard to, to cook and feed and to school and to sew masks and figure out what people have to have on to go out the door if you ever have to. There's a lot of hard work placed back in the home Mom's taking the brunt of this season of of making it fun and getting all those tasks done during this time. But beyond just the strength of the tasks and having the, the strength to just keep working and working hard and doing the things that need to be done, do we bring God's strength and hope into our kids and our family? You know, it's a genuinely scary situation for a lot of people. There's a lot of anxiety and fear and panic and all kinds of things going on in the world. And if you turn on the news at night, it just floods in. And our kids pick up on that from us. If we fear, our kids will pick up fear. If we panic, our kids will pick up panic and mimic that attitude. But if we place our hope in God... Our kids will see that and understand that we can place our hope in God through hard times. They'll pick up on that faith. They'll pick up that we can trust him in the middle of this. You know, our kids are certainly noticing the impact of not being able to go to parks. They're noticing the impact that they're sitting at home and not in the Sunday school room over there right now. We can't control all of those things. There's things that are outside of that. But there's things we can control. God gives us the ability to set the tone inside our homes. Will we bring fear and anxiety back into our homes? Or will we bring faith and hope and strength of God through our faith into our homes? Can we bring the message of God instead of whatever the nightly news is putting forth in front of them? And that's why that question at the top is, will you mother with strength through this time, Mom. The second half of Proverbs 31.25 there says she's clothed with strength and dignity like we talked about, but it also says she laughs without fear of the future. So I ask that one, Mom, will you laugh without fear of the future? If we look at the waves, if we look at everything going on out there, there's a lot to look at. There's a lot to be anxious of, isn't there? 
When will the pools open? When will the schools open again? When will sports open? When will offices open? When will dad leave again? How many people lose their job? There's so many things we could spiral down. And only the Lord ultimately knows the answer to that thing. We can tune in for the governor, but he doesn't know yet. The Lord knows. But the Proverbs 31 woman is described as not looking at the waves, not being moved all over by them, but laughing at the future without fear. She has her focus on the Lord. And so I asked, Mom, do you bring the hope and joy and life into your home during this time? And ultimately we do that. You will be able to do that. There's only one way, being connected to God. Psalm 92, verse 14 says, But the godly will flourish like palm trees, and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon, for they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. When you are connected to God, Mom, you will flourish. You can be green, producing fruit and bringing vitality into your home. Now, I think it's interesting. Mom has a unique ability to set the tone of the household or the mood of the household. Dads, we're leading, we're bringing vision, but often mom has a lot of ability to bring that. There could be negative sides of that. If mom is nagging, the family could be exasperated. If mom is excited, the family gets excited with her. If mom is anxious, the family takes that on. If mom is laughing at the future, her family will be joyful through hard times. You know, the goal, mom, is not to have a fun craft or a unique snack worthy of social media every day. Those things are fun. The world values that. But the goal is to bring the hope and joy of the Lord to your kids and into your home. And it's a lot of responsibility for mom, for dad, But God gives us this ability to set the tone for our family, to set the messaging. Kind of like the manager can set it at work, the governor can set it for the state. Mom and dad, you get to set that tone. You get to set that message. You get to filter God's word into your home. Filter all this situation through God's word. And I commend you parents, especially moms. I recognize it's been no small task to keep the fear sweeping the world out of your home and just to keep a different message coming in that's from the Lord. To plant your flag and say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to trust Him. And we don't need to tune into the news every night to see what's new today. We know God's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and our hope is on heaven. And now, church, I want you to think about this Mother's Day, how we can honor and value our mothers. Exodus 20, part of the Ten Commandments, God says, honor your father and mother, then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. When God gave the Ten Commandments, nestled in with don't murder, don't steal, don't profane God's name, came honor your father and your mother. And Jesus repeated that commandment and reiterated it a number of times in his ministry. Honor mom. 
it's profound to me that in the midst of some of those other things, right, right next to don't profane God's name is honor mom. This was really important to God. And we'll look at a few verses that show even more value the scripture places on moms. Proverbs 31.10, who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her worth is not measurable by money. Having a godly wife and mother in the home can't be measured that way. There's more faith, there's more goodness, there's more love that's brought than simply counting up the costs of hiring someone to replace the task she does. You could hire a cleaner, you could hire a babysitter, you could hire someone to cook, but the sum total of those things does not add up to mom, does it? There's no life insurance policy that can replace mom. Her value is above what you could go hire out when she brings God's purpose into her home. You know, there's a mantra in our world that life, that value is found in corporate America and rising up the corporate ladder and achieving milestones and receiving promotions. And that's the measure of our value for anyone. And there's a huge push for both parents to go out into the world, to be achieving their careers, to not be what they would call, quote-unquote, giving things up, to continue to pursue career. And there's a storyline that mom is missing out on some opportunity by being home. And it's not bad to be a working mom. There's good in that, if that's where God has you. But with the church and how we view moms, we should place a value on what mom does at home, just the same as what she might be out doing in the workplace. There's an old saying that all mothers are working mothers. Do we believe that? Or do we repeat what the world says and says, she's just a stay-at-home mom, she gave up her career, she's doing something less noble than those things. John MacArthur, the preacher, he said, mothers don't let anyone ever dupe you into thinking there's anything ignoble or disgraceful about remaining at home and raising your family. Let us not think that way. Let us reset our values to what God honors. Proverbs thirty-one, thirty-one: reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly praise her. The deeds will be noticed and respected at the gates. In the context of the time when men were out gathered at the gates, it's saying that the speech of her husband and the praise for the good she brings will be apparent for her deeds and for her character by what her husband is saying out at the gates of the town. And as I was preparing today, I just wanted to take one moment just to honor Sarah as I think about her. And I certainly appreciate all that she does. All you moms are such hard workers and keep so many things afloat going on, especially during this time. And there's an incredible amount of work it takes to keep a newborn baby alive and feed those other three kids and try to help me somehow without a single substitute teacher for a day at Albert Academies this fall or spring. But one thing I think about is Proverbs 31 says she extends her, uh, she extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. One thing I've just continued to be blessed by with Sarah is she's 
She has such an incredible sense of what the people around her need, what the real needs in her life are. She has great ideas to meet genuine needs, whether it's serving at a women's shelter we partner with. She has a heart and physical care and giving out meals, cookies, cards. I tend to get busy and distracted and be going a million ways. But she pushes me to not be so busy and to to meet needs of those around us, whether it is meals or cookies or cards or money or clothing. She really cares for people. That's just one thing I've been blessed with with her this year. I just want to honor her at the gates. I'm sure you all would. You know, one other thing, just thinking about moms, we moved into a new house last year. You know, because most of you were out helping us unpack that giant moving truck and put all those things into the garage. This spring, we've been working to clean up the yard and the garden and, and make it ready to be able to grow vegetables and flowers. And we had to learn how to prune roses for the first time. It probably doesn't come through on the Zoom screen, but I've got gashes all over my arm to prove that I pruned roses. I was not smart enough to put on long sleeve shirts and such, but... Hopefully they'll look better. And we got the soil ready by getting a truckload of compost manure to to put into there. Luckily, I got it finished and out of the driveway before Mother's Day, so it smells a little better over there. But finally, after we got all the soil ready and weeds cleaned out, I went around with my daughters and we put in seeds to plant things to help come up for the crops. And so we went around and we planted peas and cucumbers and corn, and green beans, and spinach, kale, zucchini, squash, pumpkins, and some herbs. We went all over the place. We should have organized better, because there's some things I lost track of where I put, especially in the herb area. I think we're just going to see what comes up. But kind of like Greg was talking about last week with those seeds in the soil, when we place those seeds in the dirt, one of the fun things is that we get to watch them start to sprout seedlings and come up over the last couple weeks. And it's always amazing. I've done gardens for years, but every spring it's amazing just to see when you put a seed in the ground and a plant starts to come up and it gets bigger and then you can start picking fruit from it and you can eat and you can get your vegetables and you can get your herbs and you bring it all in from the garden just from the seeds you put out and the work that you do. So it's going to be fun to do that with my kids this spring But I think that applies to our life as disciples, and it applies to mothers. John 12, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. And Jesus said, we must die like that seed in the ground to produce any fruit in our life. And to become a mother, you give up something. You give up the time you had. There's someone taking from your body. There's someone expecting something of you emotionally, physically. They need your spiritual leadership. They need love and hugs and encouragement. I think every mom should get some kind of de facto nurse certificate because They have to fix all the wounds and they have to diagnose if the kid is sick enough to go to the hospital. And that's not even counting the 18 snacks a day we had on that slide at the start. 
And so there was that life there. And it's easy to get discouraged when all those things stack up and think it's too much, it's not fair, it's not worth it. But Jesus said if we remain a kernel of wheat, we remain that, a kernel, a seed. Only as grand as that seed can be. The seeds look nice. There's some seeds we, we like and we pick and we put places, but that's as much as the seed will be. But what Jesus said is if you willingly sacrifice for your children, you can be planted in the ground and reap a harvest that's much greater than a seed. It turns into a plant and other seeds and it bears fruit and multiplies. And consider that Jesus said that. He was a Messiah. He was a rabbi. He was a teacher. He could have been honored. But instead he washed feet and he prepared wine for people. And ultimately he sacrificed his entire worldly body for us. Second Corinthians 12.15 says, I will most gladly spend and be expended for your souls. If I love you more, am I to be loved less? Paul said this to Timothy. He modeled that same attitude. He was willing to be expended, used up, crumpled and thrown away, poured out, burned to the end. Because he saw the fruit that could come in other disciples, and he saw that happen. And as a mother, there's a lot of days you're expended. There's a lot of days where you're pushed past the limit, and it takes God's grace just to make it to when the kids go to bed. But remember, that's where the fruit is. That's where the treasure is. So keep up the good work. And I think that same attitude applies to us all as disciples, even if you're not a mom today. If we are going to have fruit in our life, it's not going to be convenient at our own time, the way we want to do it, or only when we want to go serve. You don't get to clock off of being a disciple Friday at 5 o'clock and take the weekend off. We need to be ready to pour out our lives for people. Be ready when they have needs. Be ready to serve people in ways they want help, even if it's not what we would like to do. Really lay down our lives as disciples. And whether you're a mother or any disciple, that's where fruit will come in our lives. Well, let's pray again, and we'll call it a morning. I'll let you get on with Mother's Day. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for our moms. God, we thank you that they truly embody that attitude Paul described of expending, of what Jesus described of that kernel of wheat going into the ground and dying. Uh, we pray you give them your grace today to continue to do that. Pray you'd encourage them. God, help us just honor our moms at the gates today. Help us as the firehouse just put value on what you think is important. God, your lens of the world is much different than the message we hear other places. You're not impressed by money or fancy clothes or corporate titles. You're impressed by faith. You're impressed by sacrifice. You're impressed by love. Let us honor and value those things. Just reset our heart. And I, I pray for us as a church, just 
as this pandemic goes on, God, help us just have a view and a hope of heaven in mind. God, help us set the lens of, of the message in our home, of the news feed that's going into our home. Help that be your scripture. Help that be your hope. And really reset each of our hearts to hope in you this week. In Jesus' name, amen.